0: Still, about what I consider to be really the theme of the which is the unity they're supposed to have. They are to be united in one mind, one spirit, one heart. And he uses examples to try to reinforce that idea. Of course, the greatest example is Jesus, and we're supposed to have the same attitude he did, which was of totally sacrificing everything of his to serve. He went from being God in heaven to being executed on the cross because he loved us. But another example is Paul himself, who was poured out like a drink offering to complete the sacrifice of their faith. And you think about all that Paul gave up, all that Paul did to serve brothers and sisters that he loved. Then Timothy's another example of that. Paul was hoping to send Timothy soon, and he wanted to send Timothy because there was plenty of else like it. We had them were more self but Timothy really, really cared about them. And again, he's a good model of the very behavior Paul is insisting on. We've got a fourth example in the last part of chapter two, which also ties in with a bunch of other things in the letter we'll talk about in a minute. So, would somebody read chapter two, 25 to 30? I thought it was certainly in my brother and fellow worker, and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all, and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed he was ill near death, but God had mercy on him, and not only him, but on me also. lest I should have sorrow all the I am more eager to send him therefore, that you may rejoice and sing him again, and I may be you listen. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life deeply, okay. okay, we have this information on Epaphroditus. And uh, there's some different things we to put together about Epaphroditus. He'll be mentioned in chapter 4 again also. But if we put it all together, here's what it looks to me like Epaphroditus was one of the people of Philippi. He was a Bolivian brother. that the Bolivian church decided to send to Paul for two reasons. I think he took money from them. Paul, We'll see that in chapter 4. But I think they also wanted him to stay with Paul to help him while he was in prison. You know they wanted, I don't know what Paul all might have needed but they sent Epaphroditus to lend him a hand. Now what's happening as Paul writes this, he is sending Epaphroditus back to the Bolivian church. It's my guess that he's got the letter. Now they always have to find somebody going to send a letter with. They didn't have such a good postal system. Uh, they didn't really you know, use that, at least Paul did, to deliver letters. He always sent it with somebody. So I think Epaphroditus, who's being sent back by Paul, is actually carrying this letter with him. And Paul is explaining to some extent why he was sending Epaphroditus back. After all, the Bolivians sent him to stay with Paul and to continue to help him. And Paul is sending him back. So he explains what happened. What happened? Yeah, Epaphroditus got sick, how sick did he get? Yeah, I got really, really, really sick. He was was to the point of of death. And it was really hard for Paul. But God was merciful to Paul and didn't let him die. So that he wouldn't have sorrow on top of sorrow. Seeing this dear brother die. Notice he says very nice things about Epaphroditus in verse 25. My brother fellow worker fellow soldier you're a messenger and minister to my need and is a great man in verse 30 he came close to death for the work of Christ risking his life to help me it may be that his sickness in some way was tied into what he had done to help all I don't know if he got stones, you know, beat up somehow, or his, uh, you know, helped Paul, that's what caused him to be so sick, or he just infused his body and caught something. You don't know what it was, but Paul sees him as very willing to even sacrifice his life for the cause Now, the thing that had happened when Anapprodite got sick, who found out about it? the Bolivian church found out about it, See, it really and how did they feel so if you have to like open it a little bit no, I a little you have to read between the lines but how did the Bolivian church feel okay. <laughs> they were really upset when they heard that was so sick then if Paphroditus heard about how upset they were about hearing that he was sick and how did that make that feel yeah he was really worried and distressed because they were so distressed because they heard he was sick. And Paul is worried about the Bolivians worrying about Epaphroditus, worried about Epaphroditus, worrying about, about the Bolivians. And so he decided better to send it back so they can see that he really was better. But they're alright. Now what do you see in all this? Look! They all are thinking about who? Each other. In fact, cool. they're all just worried about the other one, and so they're all showing this unselfish love to care about other people more than themselves. After all, how do you usually feel when you get sick? Man. Yeah, because you feel? Sorry, Mark. Oh, man, this is horrible. I just feel so terrible. I don't know. I this? Not at uh, he's willing to give his life up for the dog to try. And he's so worried they hurt you he sick they're upset. <laughs> Is that do you, do you feel bad when people like us you sick and they feel bad you? Or do we kind of like it when they feel bad for us, you know? You know, they feel sorry for us. That, that makes us feel good. It's just amazing. And he's always present. Well, he could easily think, well, I am not want approdites and help and not care about any of them. But he's just so concerned about all of them, he said, I'm just better off sending him back. I think Paul was a little worried that the Philippians might be a little upset with just because he was coming back when they really wanted him to stay there and help Paul. So I think he's sending this in part kind of smooth that over, he doesn't want them to to be disappointed that Aphrodite didn't complete his mission. So I think that's the reason he speaks very highly about it. He says, I send him to you therefore all the more eagerly, in verse 28, that when you see him again you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you, to receive him in the Lord. You know, just receive him in a a good way with all joy and respect. (laughs) So I think these are just tremendous passages to show a Christian mindset. You know, we do care more about other people than we do about ourselves. We we honor others above ourselves. We only really think about us. It's not about us. We don't care if we're sick. We don't care if we die. We don't care what happens to us. We just care about the other. Same thing. Yes, excellent point. You see that so much in Paul, where we would credit secondary factors. Paul goes back and recognizes the Lord. God had mercy on me. God was the one who healed me. He didn't go into some big spiel about this wonderful new medicine that just, you know, cures everybody or this tremendous doctor they found. I mean, he may have been in a doctrine. I don't know. Luke was a doctor. I don't think God's totally against doctors. But Luke, I mean, it's kind of like thanking God for your daily bread. Does God want you to work? Yeah. That's part of His plan. But are you the only factor? You know, who really is behind doing the God? and he's having the ability and all the other things that he takes to be able to the combine. Yeah, God. He's the one behind the scenes that enabling all of that to happen. Paul saw that. He constantly is praising the Lord and crediting the Lord for the things we might have only seen a doctor and some drugs. What time are they carry? Other comments. Uh, one kind of the things that Oh. that we draw up a few times of not being uh, uh, sorry for yourself and Paul admits in verse 27, that it's not a fun situation, that like. but then over and over he's going to bring up rejoicing, when he down with things, and we can tell in to search and say, it just works, and so that's something reflection amazing. We like to miss our lives, and like you so said, we get sick and read all the good, every weekend and we get in fun, and then he's going through a period of real trials and tribulations and that he starts thinking, it's not, not a competition. Yeah, give me a long time for four or five years or for teaching the gospel, see how you feel. You know. I think Paul's attitude in this is just so encouraging. Yeah. It's but so cool Paul that Paul lets you see how he Because it. it just gives us the way a Christian looks at tough circumstances. And in the inspire us when we go through these tough circumstances, which we will, God has promises us that, you know, in our service to God. Maybe not as tough as Paul's. I don't know too many people who had to go through that. Maybe say where you come. Did you, hear that? Yo. you know, No. I mean, the fact that he risked his life to help Paul must mean there were things Paul needed that were even dangerous to provide. And he's been doing that, but Paul just couldn't stand not seeing relief for the worries that each had for the other. He had to send him back. Maybe once the Bolivians see that he's okay, and if after he, and Prophet Ida sees that they're relieved, then who knows, maybe they'll send him back. Other thoughts, great discussion. Here, yes. I think it's interesting, just to note, like in our personal evangelism, especially, like, we probably, I don't know anybody here that's risked their life. Uh, and so for him to risked his life and to keep going like that, I think it's just a good example for us. It really is, absolutely. I mean, who cares whether we live or die? You know, they're when you're in a situation that could make you off, I know some of you one day will go to more challenging places to get the gospel spread. I know some of you will learn languages, of other people. And maybe you'll go into more dangerous places where there could be something to happen to you because you're preaching the gospel because you're there. Now I understand. Paul would flee from one city to the next. He wasn't just saying, oh come on, shoot me, shoot me. It wasn't going to back. But he wasn't going to back down from his work no matter what it cost. And there are times we may lose the our truth. There might be times we take great risks, and we might get killed because of Christ. There are half be brothers of ours who have. Stephen was one of the earliest. You know, James did, and a whole bunch of others from then until now. Activist is another we know the name of in the Bible that did. So what uh, if, if God gives us the privilege of dying for him, okay, what greater honor could it be? What greater glory could he give the world? You know, or if he gives us the privilege of going through a bargain, wouldn't that be wonderful? If he chooses us to give you a subtle humiliation and ridicule, or whatever else it may be, and we can glorify him by, by faithfully and joyfully serving for another servant. Praise God. That's what we want. However, he wants you to use us. Whatever, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Whatever adversity he wants us to go through for him, praise God. And that's exactly the attitude called that. It's hard to have that attitude. But he inspires us in We kind of shift gears here a little bit to a warning Paul's giving them. I I believe that, I'll just start with verse one of chapter three because before we see where he's going,